All right. Well, good morning again. Thanks so much for joining us. If you are new with us, my name is Tim Deal. I'm one of the pastors here. And hopefully you were able to find us. If you're a little confused, uh, you will notice that we have gone to the future. That is the amazing thing about technology. We are in uh, August 23rd right now, even though it's August 16th. So we were having some technical difficulties. So we're running this stream through next week's live feed. Uh, so hopefully you found us. And if you've had trouble at all, we'll make sure we post this later so you can catch up. Um, so, oh, and check out Facebook. We posted it there. Um, so anyway, great to have you with us. Uh, so you may have noticed that I walked on stage with this. And I'm, you certainly know what this is because, I mean, let's face it, everyone knows what this is. It's a lightsaber. Like, it is the, uh, one of the most iconic things from the Star Wars universe. So even if you don't like Star Wars, you probably know what this is, even if you've never seen it. Um, this is the Tool of the Jedi. And it's something that for every Jedi, from uh, Anakin to Luke to Rey, part of their journey in discovering who they were and, and what their calling was as a Jedi was learning to use this device, this tool. And so most of the mo some of the most iconic scenes in the Star Wars films are of the training scenes with the lightsaber. And as these, these young people develop their skill with this tool, they learn more about who they are, they learn about the Force, they learn about what it is, that, that their part that they play in the rebellion, in the, the fight against the Empire. It's, you know, it's just a tool, but it's much more than that. Now, I've been thinking about this as we're, we've been in our series that we've been calling Too Fit to Quit. If you've been with us, uh, Carmen kind of kicked this series off for us, Carmen Carpenter, and, and she and Andrew tag-teamed some work with us last week, and they've been talking about these gifts that God gives us by his Spirit to use in the work of the kingdom here. And, and over the past week or so, uh, or I'm sorry, the past two weeks, we've been talking specifically about uh, what some call base gifts, these kind of five gifts, uh, the teacher, pastor, apostle, prophet, evangelist that we see in Ephesians and Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where there's the, these kind of five core gifts that those of us who are followers of Christ, who uh, the, the analogy that Paul uses that we've been talking about here is the body of Christ, that the church followers of Christ in the world, that, that we are his body, the, the physical representation of Christ here that God works through by his spirit, and that God has given us these gifts, and that each person kind of has one of these gifts, and they're oriented in this way. But it's not just these gifts. There's actually a whole lot of gifts that we learn about in the New Testament. A lot of gifts that are, are different, some that are similar, but some that are really different than these. So what's up with them? Well, we're going to talk about those today. And maybe the best way to think about these other gifts that Paul and Peter and others discuss is it's kind of like, you know, there, there are certain career paths that people take. So maybe you're a teacher or you're, uh, you're a doctor or a salesperson or, you know, whatever your vocation might be. But like, let's take teaching, for example. There's lots of teachers who are all in the same profession, but they have different ways in which they approach teaching. You know, there's storytellers. Uh, there, there's people who uh, are just are really knowledgeable about certain things. There's different skills that these teachers utilize that set them apart. And so different people connect with different teachers. Even though they're doing the same job, they do it differently based on their gifts. And that's kind of what we see here, that the base gifts, these five gifts that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, they're important because that's kind of an essential way that we're oriented, that we're directed. Uh, that's why we're doing this quiz that we've sent out, and we'll send it out again this week if you haven't had a chance to participate, to give you some time to explore that. 
But in addition to those, there are, there are different gifts given as well that kind of shape us along the way. So we're going to talk about some of those this week. Uh, the, there's a number of passages we can look at, but the one we're going to look at this morning is out of 1 Corinthians. This is Paul's first, Paul wrote two letters to the Corinthian church, at least that we have, that are in scripture. And uh, we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 4 to verse 11. If you have a Bible and you want to open it up and follow along with me at home, that's great. If not, I'm, I'm just going to read it for us here. Paul writes, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Okay, so there was a lot in there, but basically, uh, Paul in this list lays out a bunch of different gifts, and some of them sound like things that you might be familiar with. So some people have this gift of wisdom or kind of having wise counsel. Um, But some are kind of odd, right? Speaking in different languages. Uh, This kind of supernatural ability that we find in the scriptures and that um, is still practiced in many places where people are able for different reasons to speak in these strange languages. There's miracles. There's all sorts of things, some familiar, some odd, but they're gifts given by the Spirit for different purposes. And we're not going to break down each of them, but we just see there's a variety of gifts here. But this isn't an exhaustive list. In fact, if you go down this chapter, we get to another list of gifts. Uh, We won't go back into the scripture, but just to kind of quickly go over them, Paul lists, again, apostles, which is one of the five we talked about before, prophets, teachers, miracles, but then also helping, healing, guidance, these, these are things that we might not often think about as gifts, but the ability to be helpful in really creative and practical ways. These things are gifts given by the Spirit. Then again, in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, there's another list of gifts that we find, and some of them are familiar, but he adds some other ones, like serving, encouraging, giving, leading, even showing mercy. So again, these aren't exhaustive lists, but they're they're lists of different ways that Paul is pointing out that the Spirit is empowering the followers of Christ, the body of Christ, the church, to live in the way of Jesus together, to be a part of God's work in renewing all things. It's these gifts that have been given. The the final passage I want to look at is from 1 Peter. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago when we went through 1 Peter together. but Peter actually lists some gifts as well. And this is in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 to 11. Lest you think it was just Paul who talked about gifts, Peter talked about them as well. He says, The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another, 
Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So again, Peter lists just a few different gifts here, even talking about hospitality as a gift of the Spirit, ways that God is gifting the followers of Christ, the body of Christ, the church, to live out God's purposes in the world, gifts given by his Spirit. And the purpose of these is, yes, to glorify God, we see that, and we glorify God by serving one another. Again, we read in this passage from Peter, we hear verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. That's from the NIV. And then again, that's a different translation, says it a little different, but it says we should use the gifts we've received to serve others. And then going back to 1 Corinthians, again, a little bit of a different translation says, now to each one, the manifestation of the gift is given for the common good. So these gifts are given by God's Spirit to the body of Christ, to followers of Christ, so that we can glorify God by serving others, working for the common good. These are gifts that are given to us, but they're not just for us. These gifts are given to us, and they are good for us to explore and to understand, but they're not just for us. They're to be used for the common good, for serving others. And through that, we glorify God. God is always working in and through people. God has always been about primarily doing God's work in the world through humans. And it's crazy because we know how fragile and and broken and messed up that we are and how often we make mistakes, but still God graciously and generously chooses again and again to work through us. In fact, God is so committed to working through people that when God did the the ultimate thing, when God came and did his most important work, conquering death and sin and hell, God did it by becoming a person. God is committed to working in and through people to accomplish his purposes in the world. And these gifts that God gives us to do this are both an opportunity and a responsibility. They're an opportunity because as we explore these gifts, the ways that we're gifted, we learn a lot about what it means to to be who God created us to be. We learn about who we are and what it means to be fully alive. It's kind of like, uh, you know, before you understood, maybe, maybe you're someone who likes to look at constellations in the sky. Before you understood what constellations were, you just saw this broad kind of scope of, of stars in the sky, and it was beautiful, but it, it was just kind of random. But once you understood constellations, you kind of began to kind of orient yourself. You knew where the North Star was, and there were these stories that, that the stars kind of told, and it kind of oriented you in a particular way. And learning about gifts does that same thing. It, it helps us to find our place in God's story, to see the way in which God has specifically gifted us to join in what God's doing. So there's an opportunity for us, but it's also a responsibility as we learn what these gifts are, to use those gifts to glorify God as we serve others and work for the common good. So how do we figure out what these gifts are? How do we learn what we're gifted in, the, the things that the Spirit has given us? I don't think it's rocket science. In fact, I think there are three questions that we can begin prayerfully asking that can really help us to understand how we're gifted. These questions are simply, what do you do well? What is it that you do well? You've probably had people comment on that or mention to you, like, you're really good at this. What do you do well? 
what brings you joy when you do it? You kind of, you, it's the thing you find that you lose track of time when you're doing it. What brings you joy when you do it? And finally, how, do, how are you most influencing others? So what do you do well? What brings you joy when you do it? And how are you influencing others? What are the things that when you do them, they have an impact on the people around you? And these don't have to be huge things. They can be small things, but they can, they're still an important part of the work in the body. So, for example, uh, let's say you are, you know, good at hospitality. Now, the way that Scripture talks about hospitality isn't just about cooking or baking or whatever. You may not be very good at that. But it actually, that word hospitality comes from this idea of welcoming in strangers. Maybe you're someone who's particularly gifted at identifying new folks, and you gravitate towards them and welcome them in. Maybe that's welcoming them into your home. Maybe that's greeting them uh, when they join us here at church. Maybe it's new people who come to your neighborhood that you show up and welcome them. But whatever it is, you're gifted at hospitality. Or maybe it's leadership. Maybe you find that you are gifted at like having vision for where things are going and, and helping other people get there. It's a gift that you have. These are things that God has given us to bring glory to him as we serve others and work for the common good. Now, it's easy to rank these. I think particularly in our culture, there are certain things that we value over and against others. So for example, we love leadership in our culture. And so it's easy to be like, well, if you are a gifted leader, you're like on the top. And then, you know, the person who's gifted in other things, they might fall down the food chain a little bit. But this isn't how the body of Christ works at all. In fact, and we find in this letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, that I read a little bit to you, as you keep reading, Paul is explicitly addressing this tendency to be like, well, these are really important gifts and these are not so much. But Paul says, oh, that's silly, right? Like, is your hand less important than your eye? Is your nose less important than your foot? Of course not. These are all parts of the body that work together so that you can be fully healthy and alive in the world. And in the same way, we need all of us understanding and utilizing our gifts so that we can be fully alive and a part of the work that God is doing, that we can find our place in God's story. These are gifts that are, f that are for us, but not just for us. They're for others. They're given to you, but they're not just for you. These are gifts of God's grace so that we can find full life as we learn more about who we are and how God is inviting us to be about his purposes in the world. They're gifts for the common good, to build up the body of Christ, to serve others, to learn to love your neighbors well, and to find joy as you discover who God has created you to be, as you begin to, to see patterns where once you just saw stars. Our hope and our prayer as we continue through this. And next week, we're going to kind of draw this series to a close as Andrew and I do some team teaching around kind of what's next as we think about these things for us as a body. But our hope is that we can together learn what, what we're invited into, what part of the story we play as God is inviting us to join God in his work in the world. So I pray that together that will be a really joyful, fun life-giving experience. Let me pray for us, and then we're going to move into a, a final worship song with Julio and Matt. We're really grateful for them using their gifts. We, we, had, to, we had to call some audibles this morning, and they jumped in, and um, they're doing a great job for us. We're excited to worship with them one final time, and then we'll have some announcements at the end. So, so stick around. Uh, we've got some important stuff to share. Let me pray for us. God, we thank you that you uh, 
You continually, graciously choose to work in and through us to do amazing work in the world. And so we pray that as we continue to explore our gifts, that we would do so with great joy and interest, and that we would learn more and more about how you have uh, how you've knitted us together, and how we can come alive fully as we join you in your work in the world. Teach us and lead us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.